What's up, everybody? Welcome to the X Button Podcast. Today is October the 14th, 2021. It is just another beautiful day in October, and I'm here with the one, the only, Titty Boy, a.k.a. Jay from the Hi, I'm Jay Podcast. How you doing, Jay? Wait a minute. I can't hear you. Who brought this guy? Get him out of here. Who brought this guy? Don't look at my titties. You know you don't actually have to pull your titties out. They can't see that. I, I know, but it just it builds more to my character. It puts me more in the you know. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> your method acting. Yeah, it's like when a voice actor is like, I'm sure they're not in the booth, just stone faced voice acting. Yeah, you know? or they're doing like and like wiggling yeah. their hands. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, see that's that's exactly what I do. I bring that to the character. But if what's you, if you wanted to know, I have a, a pimple on my kneecap. Really? Anyways, uh, how you been? Good, my fucking arm has been dead for the past two days because I got a flu shot. Yeah, I feel like Morty from that one episode where he has like one big arm, one small arm. That's what my left arm feels like. Do you remember the part where he's like, make a fist if you agree, if you agree with me? And he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, my arm feels fucking dead. Mary keeps on frogging it right on the, uh, what? That sucks. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, she keeps on fucking frogging it right there because like... When we wrestle, we start we like frog each other, and uh, yeah, that's mainly what she does. Nice. So weak spots. I already know what you've been playing because you just experienced Smash Brothers on my Switch OLED connected to a LAN port. How did it perform? It performed okay. It performed better than the normal Switch does on internet. But yeah, like I only had one match that was glitchy. That's actually impressive because typically when you play on Wi-Fi, it is like. Lag city, you can't really get your inputs, but it looked like you were doing one to one. You're yeah. recovering, you're actually countering even, which yeah. is like the quickest thing you need to do. So that's actually kind of impressive. It's playing that well. I didn't even know that was an OLED feature. I'm I'm pretty impressed with how the OLED is so far. Yeah, I love it, man. Yeah, we played at work too. How do, how do you think that experience was compared to the tabletop mode we did on the last Switch? Uh oh yeah, the, the, yeah. That's another point. Is the fucking the kickstand on this OLED is way better. Man, it's it's like rough too. Like it doesn't feel like it's gonna fall. Mm-hmm. Doesn't feel cheap, as a, as opposed to the last switch. It just had like a piece of plastic. Dude, the last the last switch kickstand was like uh, one of those like shitty iPhone phone cases you get, uh, and like like it's not really sturdy. It feels like it's gonna fall. Can't really level it out on anything. But on the OLED, it's like the entire bottom. So. Yeah, it's literally the entire bottom. And I got. Joe's old uh, stock switch. I need to sell that. Look at that shit. It's just like <laughs> now that I'm actually seeing the kickstand for it, it's fucking ridiculous. How did this ever like stand up? Right. At all? Because it's, it's like lopsided. Well, like look at it. Like if if you put it on a table, or if you're a weirdo, say look it, look it. If you put <laughs> it on a table, it. it's only one direction, so you can't lay it down flat. The OLED, you can literally like lay it down flat. So if you're standing and looking down at a table, you can play perfectly. Yeah, it's fucking weird, but this one is only that. It's plastic, and it I believe it comes off if you like pull it a certain way, which I'm not gonna do because I'm trying to sell it. But um, trying to sell it. But yeah, it's like such an improvement. Yeah. I love that system so much. I didn't think there would be that many changes in it, but I'm glad there is. Bro. I didn't think I was gonna like it that much, but the bigger screen helps so much in handheld mode mm. that like I've been playing handheld like nonstop. So even when we're at work, I'm like I, I really want to. Even though I brought it here to fuck up Jay at work, I want to play Metroid Dread so bad. 
which is because which, it's so good which joe gang he did not fuck me up it was pretty even which if you missed that even. yesterday we talked about metroid dread or i talked about it gave you my impressions uh nothing's changed today it's still good i love it and i can't wait to make more progress uh if you missed it on Tuesday, we talked about the Far Cry review, gave it a nice little solid review. We recommended it, and we didn't recommend it. Ooh, find out why if you listen to it. And then on Monday, we did a Switch OLED review, so we don't even need to get into that right now. Yeah, you know what? Let's stop talking about this conversation, and let's just get into something new. I'm just introing the pod, brother. <laughs> I don't know why you're, I don't know why you're you're flipping no, on me. No, you know you know what? You're right. Let's stop the conversation and start something new. So are you gonna pop that pimple on air? Oh, oh no! This thing is like one of those that hurt, you know. Mm. And it's under your kneecap, so it's just like you know. I got hairy legs, so it it feels very sore. So I'm not I'm not touching it, uh, and I don't want to gross out the listeners. So we're done talking about that too. <laughs> uh, so I had I have a, like a loose topic today, kind of just like to shoot the shit with you. Hey, yo. What? 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 What game? We're we're gonna do like. And this, this can just be off the top of your head, but what are some of the best uh, single-player adventure game that you would recommend to a new player? Um, I'd I can, say... I can start if you like. Okay. Um, honestly, honestly, I feel like... I feel like Kena, Bridge of Spirits, is a good starting point. Um, and it, it doesn't necessarily need to be their first, but just like... Recommending so people may get into the genre more. I know it's like a very common genre. Uh, maybe next time you're on, we'll talk about a different genre. But uh, I feel like this is like a nice little starting point to kind of recommend some games to the listeners who may have not picked up certain ones. Yeah. So um, I actually have two in my head off rip, but we can just alternate or something as you think about it. Um, first, I, I recommend K- uh, Kana Bridge of Spirits. It just came out. I believe it's on PS4 and PS5. NPC, I believe. Um, <clears throat> and you're basically a spirit guide helping spirits cross to the other side. And it involves a bunch of like Studio Ghibli, Disney style type art. And <clears throat> the story is actually really good. Voice acting is really good. The combat's really fun. Uh, the bosses can be a little challenging to some. So I will give that little warning out. But as a as a early start into like the single player action adventure, that was a solid recommendation. What do you got? You know, I'm going to say something weird, and it's not necessarily single player. It, it technically can be. It can be loose. It's all loose. Mm-hmm. Um, Minecraft. Yeah, like, that's a good answer. Because that's it's such a simple concept. You don't have to focus too hard. It's not like it, on the screen. It's not overwhelming as in thing as such in things like Last of Us Two or God of War. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like easy to take in, easy to take in the information, easy to learn about it. Like, you know, it's it has all the uh, constructs of a good game. There's, like, enemies. There's, uh, there's like, treasure. There's loot. There's leveling up. There's, there's upgrades. There's enchantments. There's yeah. different realms you can go to. And I think I think one, one thing that game does right is progression. It con- I mean, like, if you compare when you first start, you literally have nothing. You have a map. Yeah. That's it. And then if you look at the end, you have enchanted armor. You have a fucking castle. You have a railway to another city. You have mm. caves, you know what I'm saying? It's you like, can fly it, around the world. Yeah, it's like visual progress that you're making in that game. Yeah. And it's like Legos for adults. So, like, what would you say to a person who has never played Minecraft? Like, how would you explain the joy of it outside of just saying it's Legos for adults? Because that's the easy sell. Mm. I'm wondering, like, how, how would you think to word it? 
here's how I would word it. Because you have a lot more experience. Sorry to cut you off. But. Uh, so so <laughs> pretend you're the new person. And so ask me, like, what new game you should play. What new game should I play? You should play Minecraft. Okay. And Why? It'll blow your pants off. Then wink at him and lick my lips. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> no, but uh, no, seriously, like, I'd be like, I'll just tell him, like, this is, it's just like a good action adventure game. And it bends to the, it bends to the player really well. Like, Mary, she doesn't like a lot of threats in video games. So she plays on peaceful mode and she just builds her shit up. I mean, I, I like hard mode. So uh, I like getting mad when I die and shit like that. So I play on that. And it just has uh, something for everybody, really. Mm-hmm. It makes you feel like Steve from Minecraft. Yeah. But uh, I think a good recommendation is Spider-Man for PS4. That's a good one, too. Yeah. <clears throat> it's also remastered on PS5. Uh, it's just a superhero story. The gameplay is so solid that you can really play it at any difficulty. And the story is fucking juicy. It's one of the best... And we were talking about it the other day. It was one of the best Spider-Man stories ever made, in my opinion. Yeah, and I fucking love that they started the story like five years while he's into being Spider-Man, and like he has all these established established villains and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, because I didn't want to see like a, a game that has Spider-Man's origins. Yeah, I wanted to see him like fucking because all we had up until that point was just Spider-Man origin shit. Homecoming is not an origin, but it's kind of it's like. It's kind of he's he's still, you're still younger. Yeah, you're like, still early in the story. Yeah. Into the Ver- Into the Spider Verse was the only movie where we see like a grizzled Spider Man, and that's what I wanted. And that's what I like. I kind of got. I, I kind of got a more mature Spider Man. That's why I love it so I much. I think that's what's good about Into the Spider Verse. It actually does both because you kind of yeah. get the the origin story of Miles while also getting the grizzled, uh, seasoned version of Peter Parker yeah. in the same story. Um, it, it, it's that perfect middle ground for sure. And honestly, if you're not into superheroes, still recommend. The story is so fucking good, and the gameplay is so fun. It's hard to not like that gameplay. Also, if you go in with absolutely no knowledge of comics, uh, there's some twists in there that will blow your fucking pants off. Yeah, big twist. And if you do love comics, comics, there are a lot of characters in there that are kind of deep cuts, like Tombstone, Black Cat, Silver Sable, like all, all these people yeah. who don't really take the shine of the story, but they're just like side characters and they interact with Peter like they've known him for a long time, which I love. Love yeah. love that it's like that and not like, hey, who's this guy? The only real new villain, uh, which I guess is not really a spoiler because you kind of meet the character at the beginning, but Dr. Octavius, he's literally mm-hmm. in the story. He's kind of like a core person in the story. Um, and then you even have like other villains in the game. It's fucking phenomenal. Such a good game. He's one of my favorite villain, like Spider-Man villains up there with Mysterio and Venom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Carnage, and every other symbiote. What uh? What's your game next? Um, let's see. Let's see. I got a, I got one that you're probably not thinking about, but I'll I'll go after you. So it has to be a single player adventure game. Yeah, just something say. that's like you play by yourself. Uh, with the option of playing by yourself or mainly playing by yourself, and it's uh, it's got to be like an adventure story driven game, kind of. Um, which like Minecraft isn't really story driven, but. I guess it just has to be a single-player adventure. doesn't necessarily need to be a story. Would Pokemon count? See, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> like, I would definitely recommend Pokemon, then, for anyone who hasn't... If, if, if I'm talking to a person who hasn't played any games, first of all, I'm going to be like, what the fuck are you doing? And second of all, I'm going to be like, you should definitely start off with Pokemon. 
I prefer if you don't like 2D shit, start with the newest Pokemon. If you do, if you like it, then go with Platinum, because uh, that's the best story. Well, to bring it more modern, do you think uh, Diamond and Pearl, the new remakes, are going to be a good starting point? Yeah, I think they would, because the story in that game is fucking great. That's where it's it's like the evil villains aren't really like a joke. Because in the new games, they're not even villains, really. They're yeah. just like... They're like bullies and thugs and yeah. not really but villains. In this one, they're like, we're trying to take over the fucking world. And we are we are stealing the legendary Pokemon, all that shit. Yeah. And you get to go in, like... In Platinum, you get to go in a different dimension. And uh, Diamond and Pearl, you get to, like... Man, I'm so excited for that game, by the way. But you get to just experience a whole like a whole lot of shit. It's a really diverse adventure, I would say, and it's a good yeah. starting point for sure. And I think, uh, I think that chibi style of gameplay for uh, the grid-based chibi style Pokemon, like the OG ones, mm. I feel like that's how anybody should start it, regardless, uh, because it still works very well no matter what game you're playing. Yeah, um, and it's it's all like the same formula. You kind of have a similar story in each one. And your experience and the thing that you pull from that game is um, not to, this is obviously a very cheesy line, but it's, what is it? It's not the end of the journey that matters. It's the friends you made along the way or whatever the hell. <laughs> yeah. It's basically, it's basically <laughs> that. Cause you're, you're kind of meeting all these new people in different towns. You're helping them out. You're doing different things. And then you have your own Pokemon, which are the friends also that you're making along the mm-hmm. way. And you grow bonds when they're leveling up. Uh, you put special names on them. Sometimes in some games you can actually like interact, pet, play, whatever the hell if you're into that kind of shit. And it's like there's something special about those games. Even though the formula hasn't evolved too much over the years. It doesn't it, really need to. Honestly. Yeah. It, well, I mean, you say that, but everybody wants this open world fucking Pokemon. They're like, oh. <laughs> well, like that would be great. But like, I mean, like a like a, a party system, you know, yeah. where you have a party like that. That's, that's fine to me. Like, because that... That brings out so much creativity in players, it's not even funny. Like, there's so much customization you can do. You can shiny hunt for shinies, which are, like, different colored versions of your original Pokemon. You can hunt for Eevees, Ivies, which are stats in Pokemon. You can hunt for Natures, which is, like, a, a just a, another stat thing. You got, yeah. You and say it, shinies already? Yeah, I said shinies. Mm. And then you can nickname them. You can fucking... Some games you can edit the in the new Diamond and Pearl. You can edit the Pokeball to where they'll have like seals. Yeah, that so shit's like, cool. When you throw it out, it'll say it can say like a word or have like an effect. You can do that. You can uh, some Pokemon evolve through like affection. So like the more you battle with them, the more likely they are to evolve. Mm-hmm. And it's just shit like that, man. Like there's so much cool shit that you can do with Pokemon that it's like hard for anyone not to like it. And then the journey of actually getting the mythical Pokemon is like always dope as shit. Mm. It's like its own its own story slash journey in itself. Unless like unless like you're in Sword and Shield where they kinda like weave it into the main story. But most of the other games where you beat the game then you have to go kind of find the legendary and deal yeah. with that. And you go through a cave and you're like, what the fuck is in this? And then at the end there's like a level seventy legendary. You're like, what mm-hmm. the fuck? Yeah, like uh, in go- in gold, they had uh, they had the tower, which would literally like if you would go in the wrong spot, it would drop you down a floor like constantly and, and mm-hmm. constantly move you around the tower. So, um, 
It was basically like trial and error to get to the top. And once you got to that final room, it's just a hallway. And you get to the end and fucking Ho-Oh's there. Mm-hmm. And just the I, the whole process of the OG games where you like pause it, save it, uh, try try your luck with ball, like Pokeballs or Master Balls or Great Balls, whatever the hell. And uh, that whole experience is fun. And then if you're like super diehard, go for a shiny one. But yeah. that's a little crazy. That shit's, that shit's so like memorable. And also there's a... The Reggie Trio, which are mm. like a trio of legendary Pokemon. They came up with two new ones in Sword and Shield. And the originals, they were so fucking cool because I never even knew they existed. I, I didn't even know you can get them in the game when I was a kid. But like uh, for one of them, you have to beat the game and then go into this cave and they have like little Braille plaques. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you translate, it's like stand in this spot for two minutes and then a door will open up and then you can fight one. Another one is like use strength here. Oh, that makes sense because in uh, I guess this isn't really spoilers because it's DLC, I think. But mm-hmm. in Sword and Shield, it's the same thing. You got to do like a riddle to open the the yeah. temples. It's pretty awesome. Oh yeah, and the mystique about them is what's so awesome. So like, I would I would definitely suggest platinum or or emerald. I think diamond and pearl uh, coming up is going to be like a nice starting point. Uh, or even Arceus, if you're just not into Pokemon. Mm. I feel like Arceus might be a good stepping on point to just get used to it. And yeah. then maybe go into like the actual deep RPGs that they have. Because you have like you have one on every Nintendo system now, so it's kind of hard to to miss one. Uh, you can get your hands on a Switch still, a DS somewhere on like eBay or Craigslist or even sometimes GameStops or whatever. Like, it's not hard to find certain things. And also, they're fucking worth so much because of how replayable they are. All right, like, well, well, maybe it is hard to get then. Well, well you know, when... Hmm. Well, well, Casey. Well, Joe. Uh, I want to talk about the obvious ones. Last of Us, God of War. We'll kind of lump these together. Yeah. Um, and Horizon Zero Dawn, kind of, in a way. But we can kind of talk about that separate, maybe. On those, I just got to say, just go play them. Yeah, th- those are... I'd say Last of Us definitely dives deeper into the story... Uh, and the gameplay is is pretty good in the first one. The second one, they improved the gameplay a bunch, and it's still all about the story. So Last of Us 2 is even better. It's just mm. amazing. Um, and then God of War. God of War has a mix of both, and I think that's why I have it as like the best game ever in my book, because I'm like, it's got both. Like, What else, what else do you want from that story outside yeah. of more? Um, it, it really is crazy. Like they introduced a new weapon for Kratos. Mm-hmm. They introduced a new story in a whole new different area. He has a son now. New characters, yeah. And the combat is unlike any other God of War game before it. And the story's fucking dope. You get to fight gods and shit, and that game was great. And they make you care about Kratos, which was just a fucking a mindless buffoon who got fucked over in the Greek world, and then he started raining hell on everybody. Uh, so it's impressive that they actually made you care about him, you know? Yeah, because he's like, he's kind of, he was kind of unrelatable in the first few games. He was just like a, like you said, a mindless buffoon who was just killing everything. Yeah, he was just mad, which yeah. reasonably mad, but he was just mad. And it's kind of hard to relate to that because he's just literally like, my wife died, I'm mad. Uh. And then like God of War for PS4 is such a soft reboot that it's like, you don't really need all the context from before. It definitely mm-hmm. helps with like subtle references, but for the overall story, it's literally, literally just this story starting to finish, and yeah. uh, it has a pretty solid ending that's also a semi cliffhanger, 
And yeah, that game it's kind of it's kind of hard to not really uh at least enjoy God of War. And if you think the gameplay is not fun or too hard or something, just lower the difficulty. Yeah. Like it needs to be experienced or watch the cutscenes on YouTube. It just needs to be consumed somehow because that story is so great. It, yeah, it's a fucking fantastic story. What would you recommend next? Um I'm trying to think of like a like a a wild one. Like a Breath of the Wild one? That game sucked ass. <laughs> but no I, one I, liked I would it. still recommend it to people who may be into that kind of thing. Because yeah. I, I didn't really care for uh, Breath of the Wild too much. Uh, and if you listen closely, you can hear a lot of people clicking out of the podcast now. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah absolutely. But it, it's fine. Like, I think it's okay for other people to like it. I plan to go back to it and just finish it one day. I haven't even beat it. Uh, I just ran into some bullshit on it that I didn't really like. But if you want an open world to sink a lot of hours in and it's fucking Zelda, you know, it's it's also another game that just, like, it might soak you in or suck you in then. Uh, compared to like other games, like this mm-hmm. one is so free and open, and you can experiment with so much weird shit. Like, I checked my save and I had a spear on my back, and right when I unpaused my save or like loaded in my save, my dumbass was standing there. I see lightning sparks coming off my spear because it was raining, and it shocked me. Like lightning came down my spear because I had a metal spear on my back. Really? And I was like, that's so fucking dope. Yeah, <laughs> like it's cool how they use the elements. Also annoys me because if you try to climb a rock while it's raining, it's you're just falling down all the time. And grip is like very limited until you upgrade it. So they don't tell you a lot in this. It might be a little difficult for like new newer people to gaming. But yeah. uh, if you're a seasoned gamer, or like even a decent gamer, you should be able to pick up Breath of the Wild pretty easy. I th- I'd recommend it because it's the best game on Switch, according to a lot of people. Man, not true. But, but if okay. you ask me, Mario Odyssey, baby. Oh yeah, that's another one right there, brother. Mario Odyssey's a move, especially if you like Mario. That's just a fun time all around. It really is just a fun time. They got a little nod to the old school Donkey Kong game and mm-hmm. uh, the hat gimmick in that game is so fun. And you get the 2D parts where you actually get to become the retro 2D Mario on a wall and do a little level. That's fucking. Uh, that's one thing I loved about that game. I never even played it. But that's one thing I loved about it is just how much uh, homage they paid to the older Marios. Mm-hmm. Like I thought that was really cool. That's awesome. But anyway. Uh, anyway. Oh, anyway. Anyway. Uh, what other games would I suggest? Fuck. Subnautica, if you want to be cured of your thalassophobia like I did. Ghost of Tsushima? Yeah. That I, goes into the Sony bucket. I was just about to say, uh, I, I would think that would include the Sony bucket, but uh, that... Oh, yeah. Also, this is going to be this is gonna sound really weird, but I would also highly suggest the Modern Warfare uh, storyline. Just like the actual campaign of them. Yeah, that's the that is so weird. That writing was so good, mm-hmm. and it's hard for me to care about like story modes of CODs anymore. Um, but that storyline is pretty cool. Like, there's a big bad dude named Makarov, uh, Mackerel, whatever the fuck his name is, and he's pretty much just trying to fuck up everything. He drops nukes. Uh, he shoots up a airport. Yeah, it's, it's a no airport. Russian. That iconic mission from two and. Yeah. Uh, I just played two not too long because I'm working on the platinum mm-hmm. and the big twist at the end. I got to experience that again. I was like, mm-hmm. they didn't, they haven't had shit like this in the story in a long time. What the end of, uh, end of No Russian? End of two, the whole game. Like oh, the, yeah. the, the thing. It's like the second to last mission, but it's they they made memes of it and shit where you're the person. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh that too. There's such a big twist. There's a lot of fucking twists in that story, and 
There's a lot of fucking over. There's a lot of like surprises. It's fucking awesome. And, and I remember the moment I got to see the the conclusion of that story, and I was like, "This is fucking cool." Like mm-hmm. I was so hooked into that story mode. Yeah. I would highly suggest it. I also suggest Gree. Uh, it's a PSN indie game, and that game is fucking phenomenal. Not a lot of voice acting. There is, I think, a little bit. I think it's mostly just her singing. But uh, oh, is that the game where uh, she's like constantly falling down in the beginning? Yeah, because oh, okay. she loses her voice, and that's that's what I love about the game. It doesn't really tell you a lot about kind of what's going on, but you just get the picture because she's singing beautifully, and then it kind of like tweeters out, and mm-hmm. she's like sad, and she gets into like a depression, and it's literally just about how this singer gets depression. And it leads to her playing like this big old platformer, and it's Gree G R I S is so fucking good. I oh, love yeah. it. And Little Nightmares too, very similar. Not a lot of talking, but uh, a lot of creepy thriller shit. Not like horror jump scares or anything, but it's just creepy mm-hmm. things following you and shit. Um, but it's a side scroller, and it's fucking great. Uh, also, I got a suggestion. Uh, I actually got two. Um, I'm talking about them one after the other. First, first one is Portal, Portal One. Oh and two. yeah, that's a good one. Those are fucking amazing games. I would rate those honestly ten out of ten. I can't find anything wrong with those games. In my head, those are amazing ten out of ten games because uh, they're just so fucking intuitive. They're so smart. They're so like fun to play. Um, Portal Two has a co-op mode. And me and Joe bum rush that shit. Mm-hmm. It, bring, it brings out the cooperative side of, of Portal that they didn't tap into in one, and uh, also just a fucking great story. Yeah, you're like, it, it's kind of funny because like that feeling of hopelessness they instill in you in the first few missions of one is so strong. You're like, what the fuck? This is so fucking like. It's kind of dark. Like you're just like yeah. you're trapped doing like missions. It's very dark, but it's also like silly. Like yeah. the writing is so fucking good in those games. Yeah, that's another thing. The writing. Uh, they got to do a three at some point. Oh man, I hope they do a three. So but, the the next game I had, sorry to cut you off, uh, is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I was just about to su- ask if you were going to suggest that, <laughs> like because I remember you loving it, but I didn't know if you like loved liked it that much. So that game is an action adventure game where you play as a Jedi. It's happening around episode three, if you're familiar with the story. Uh, and even if you're not familiar with the story, it's a good start to finish story as well. That kind of just has a nice conclusion, uh, but also somewhat of a cliffhanger. And it's uh, Cal, the guy from Shameless, is actually a really good actor in that game. And it's he, he actually makes you care about the character. And the story is actually really fucking good. Because it's basically about him being in a point in the Star Wars timeline where uh, there's not many of them. And he's kind of like a lone ranger out there on his own mm. trying to fix things and trying to make things better because he's, he's a Jedi. And uh, that leads to a bunch of, you know, evil Sith-like enemies and all kinds of shit, creatures on different planets. It's so fucking dope. You get to go from planet to planet. Oh, man. I, I was thinking about giving that game a try because I, I was seeing some gameplay and I thought it looked pretty cool. You never played it? No, I wasn't too big into Star Wars when it came out. It's got a PS5 update now. Oh, I might have to check it out. Then. It's, it's worth it, honestly. Um, and it's on sale a lot, too, so you could probably get it for cheap. Really? Um, I also recommend Pathless, which is another indie game uh, similar to... I was about to say Gree, but it's not really... It's similar to Gree in the sense that they don't really talk a lot. There is words and shit, um, but it's basically about this... I forgot, what the, I forgot what she is, 
but she can like move really fast and uh, traverse the land by hitting mm-hmm. these targets with her bow. And she befriends a falcon. And then there's this overlooming enemy trying to ruin the whole world. And she's all about like saving the nature and shit. It's yeah. fucking dope. I got two more I wanted to spit out real quick before well, I forget. I had one I wanted to spit out too. Before I forget, I feel like I'm going to forget it, Jay. All right, it'll oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to forget it, Jay. I got three now. Uh, Final Fantasy VII. Absolutely recommend the remake. Uh, I never played the old ones, and the remake was like such a good starting point. The story cannot make sense at times, um, but if you kind of just like put that aside and just enjoy the ride you're on, it's fucking beautiful, and it makes you care about the characters so much. Like I love all the characters in Final Fantasy VII, and that game is only like a a quarter of the original game, so which like, is insane to think if you think about it. Yeah, like when when are they gonna release the other ones? Um, <laughs> and then the other two I had were. Other two I had were other two I had Biomutant and Ratchet and Clank. Biomutant is an open world RPG where you get to you know get a bunch of loot for your little creature Biomutant thing. You level up, meet a bunch of other little creatures, and uh, it's another similar thing to like Pathless in most games where it's a, there's a lot of nature around this beautiful area, and um, there's like a big tree in the middle, and it's getting corrupted, so you got to go like. Or it's got it's got the risk of corruption, I think, and then you got to go, basically save it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ratchet and Clank, of course, is like a PS5 only game. So if you have a PS5, if or if you get one, play that probably very very early. I don't know if it's first or not, but should be one of the first uh, you play on that. And that is just a nice little platformer for all ages, and it's fucking gorgeous. The the ray tracing on there is amazing. The voice acting, the gameplay, it's it's awesome. Now, what were you gonna suggest? I was going to suggest Half-Life 2. Really? I never played that one. That game is great. It's funny because I kind of just played it uh, just to try it out, and then I ended up like loving it. <clears throat> Did and, you beat it? Yeah, I beat it, yeah. Um, and like, I would suggest like no, like no, reading up on kind of the story of one because it's like it can kind of be kind of drawing to just jump right, right into it. Um, but other than that, it's a, it's a fucking great game. Amazing writing. Like, there's a reason why people harp on the Half-Life 3, 3 train so much. But amazing writing. Uh, they have Half-Life 2, then Half-Life 2 Episode 1, Half-Life 2 Episode 2, and all of them are fucking great. And, uh, do you know Do you know the story? Uh, more or less, yeah. It's like, just... the story? It's like... So, in one, uh, Gordon Freeman, who's a scientist at Black Mesa... Black Mesa accidentally creates like a wormhole to another dimension with aliens and shit like that. So long story short, he closes it up or some shit like that. And then in two, he uh, meets up with people and uh, I forgot the fucking premise of two. Oh, yeah. There's an evil government called it called called the Columbine. I think they're pretty much just trying to take him down. Okay. Yeah. See, I never understood the story because I never really made it far. Because uh, it's very, like, physics-based and shit. So I was always like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I would get, like, stuck in certain places. I'm like, I, I don't know what I need to do. And it would be simple things like go physically unlock the lock or some shit. I'm like, oh, what the hell? All right. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Uh, and, and also there's an ominous man called G-Man. And uh, uh, he's in the story. Like, he's in, in the story, and it's kind of creepy because if you play through the game, He's kind of like an ominous figure. He's never explained like what's what his story is. Isn't he somewhat of like a narrator? No, he, he's oh, like no. he's like his own character. I thought he was a narrator at first too, but like 
so it, like throughout the game, you can see him just kind of watching you. Oh, really? It's really creepy. Yeah, like he'll be in places that he shouldn't be at all. Oh, wow. Uh, so he's kind of like a like a third like a like a, a Enderman. Kind of, it's it's like a, another dimensional being type thing, uh, and at the well, I don't want to spoil it. Is he fourth wall breaking? No, he he talks straight to Gordon, and he like pauses time and shit, and like talks straight to him. Uh, uh, he doesn't appear much. He just kind of says cryptic shit. And he's like, "Now's your time, Mister Freeman." All that shit, but that's, that's re- dope. That adds another element of mystery and and. Uh, Half-Life Alex, the VR game, uh, he shows up again at the end. Oh, nice spoiler. Well, it's not spoiler, but what he says and what happens will leave you on the edge of your seat. That's pretty fucking cool. Oh, so you actually saw it and were excited? Yeah, like I thought I, I thought it was super, super cool. Like, because it kind of just kind of says a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of gives. And uh, yeah, that's pretty you know, cool. You know what's dope? I'm going to play that next time we have a, like a, a lull in gaming where there's not a lot going on. I think I'm going to sit down on my computer cause I have them on my steam library, mm. maybe on a steam deck. If I get that, I don't know. Um, probably not because they're going to be sold out and flipped, but yep. Yep. Uh, flipped. I'll probably, I'll check it out. I'll, cause I've always wondered about that game. And it's one of those things like Castlevania that I was like, I'm always wondering how, like why people love that game so much. And then I dove into Castlevania. I was like, "Oh, that's why it's fucking awesome." Mm. So I need to get into Half Life to like uh, straighten up my gamer card a little bit, you know. <laughs> and, and honestly, honestly, you wouldn't you probably want to even have to play Half Life One because the graphics do not hold up at all. They look terrible in that game. Well, I could probably get some mods on it to make it look good, though. You know, maybe I think they do have some sort of like remastered mod. Mm. But definitely play Half Life Two. There's a lot of also. There's a level in there. That is like a horror based level. Oh lord! And it's fucking awesome. It's it's terrifying. Like, it's so it gives you the fucking creeps. Mm. But yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. Well, I think I think we did a good job today. I think we did a, a nice job covering a bunch of single player action games. If you don't find something in here for a single player action game or adventure game, whatever I said, then go fuck yourself. There you go. You can do that, or uh, you can just listen to the next episode where we'll talk about some more suggestions. And I think next time. I'll prep you a little more. Like we'll yeah. we'll both have time to kind of sit down and think about these games because these mm. were all off the top of our head. Um, but I mean, even them being off the top of our head, I think we named nothing but bangers. Yeah. Some of them are game of the year contenders. Probably most of them are, and uh, in their own way, or like iconic games from a long time. So a lot of you guys probably know about these things, but I think it's nice to kind of like give more insight on certain ones because some people might have played God of War, but not have played like horizon or ghosts or you know Mm -hmm. slept on some other things like mario odyssey so i think it's nice to like detail a little bit uh but i appreciate you being here 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 i appreciate you for thanks you guys for listening and i will catch you guys on the next episode i appreciate you thanks for guys for listening i appreciate you guys thanks for 